Welcome back to the Look Up Podcast. Hello. Hello. It's your host, Alani. <laughs> and, and Roman. Roman. And How you doing? We're back. We're in the car. It is another beautiful Sunday. Um, and we're excited to talk with you guys again today Absolutely. and, you know, just kind of share, you know, where we're, things are at and how things are going. Right. And just talk more about God. Right. And, uh, talk about some of the stuff that, uh, maybe you don't hear very often, but awesome. Well, how have you been, Alani? I think we've heard, a, we just heard a really good message and I definitely have some stuff that I want to share. I do too. So, I've been good. I feel like, um, you know, it's it's about to be Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving week. It's like the holidays are kicked in. We put up our tree. We did. We Christmas stuff already. Like doing too ago. much? No. We're, we're excited not about the holidays. It's just such a joyous season and like it's right. kicking in. The weather's cold now. It's we're like, one of those, we're one of those couples that great. literally put the tree up early and then we don't take the tree down until like late January. So true we don't play like around almost <laughs> when it comes i mean to- <laughs> a christmas is such a go tree a christmas is such a good time you know what i mean like why would you want to why don't you not want right. to celebrate it you want to keep that that feeling yeah. you know speaking of it's like kind of sad that sometimes it's like you don't feel okay to say um christmas anymore you know right. where it's like you feel almost like um, is it okay if i say merry christmas or is that offensive which so you is have kind to say of happy sad. holidays. You need to say happy holidays or Merry Xmas or, you know, or really, yeah, happy holidays, I guess, because you make sure we're being inclusive. See, for me, I'm just like, if you don't believe it, then why does it offend you? That's, that's my how point. I always that's my, it That's too. my point of view. Like, if you don't, if you truly do not believe Christ came and, you know, he sacrificed him himself and, and yeah. he was born and he rose from the dead. If you don't believe that, it shouldn't matter what people say. Like, if you truly do not believe Christ is real and he exists, then someone saying Merry Christmas to you doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. That's like saying, you know, if you don't believe in ghosts and someone says a ghost is going to haunt you, you don't get offended. You say, all right. Yeah. You true. know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> right? So it's true. just like. That is so true. But there, the reason why you get offended, because there might be something in your heart that might be thinking the opposite. And you want to hold on to your beliefs so bad. You want to guard your beliefs so bad. Because I think a lot of the times we don't want to be wrong. Mm-hmm. I know I don't. No, we all have egos and we want to protect that. So right. anyways, I'm going to say it. Merry Christmas. Yep. Merry Christmas. Heck <laughs> happy yeah. New Year. So. And happy New Year. <laughs> um, <laughs> a little early. But just some of the things that like kind of I was thinking about. And honestly, it was just what we just got from service and like some other things too that I kind of brought up in my mind my memory bank it was starting to pull from is just the idea of what faith is and I we kind of talked about it a little bit last episode we were sharing about faith and works but I think also just looking at faith in terms of like a mentality that it isn't just optimism and I remember so often in times of my past where I'm like oh I just need to have faith that everything's gonna be okay and like you just try to be positive all the time and optimistic. And I think that it almost makes me, well, I'll speak on my own. It made me almost like resent it or just like, I don't want to have faith. Like I don't, I don't feel being positive, but that isn't necessarily what that means. It isn't like jumping around and saying, Oh, everything's going to be all right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And like, I'm happy, clappy and woohoo. Like that's not not faith. It's just having the faith and believing that God is bigger than your problems. And 
God's right. presence is enough. Right. And with God, all things are possible. Right. It doesn't, that doesn't mean, mean you, that you, right. you are putting right. it all up. And right. I think that's where the mix-up begins is that you believe, you know, when you say, for example, I have faith, you almost think that it's, it's all up to you. And if you just stay positive, then things will work out. Right. When in reality, it's not about you. It's about God. Right. You can have faith and still be mad about the situation. Right. You can have faith and still be, you know, upset and in distress. I mean, even look at, I mean, I guess for lack of a better example, like look at the, the Jewish people in the Holocaust. You know what I mean? Like they had faith in a tough situation. There was, there's no way that they were happy about that situation, but they kept faith and God delivered them through that. And there's tons of situations like that throughout the Bible, even where, you know, look at Job. Job is the same way. He was not happy about that situation in the Bible, in the Bible, you know, but he never renounced God. He never said that, that God was not his savior and that God he was not happy about the situation at all. Sick, right. lost everything. You know what I mean? His family, dead. His yep. home, gone. His right. career, shattered. Right. Right. Broke, homeless, yep. and now without a family. And sick. And he, him having faith didn't mean I'm going to stay positive. Him having faith meant I trust you, Lord, in right. all things that are going to right. happen. And that doesn't mean that he cannot, therefore, then still be sad. I think so many times when... Like, I would be sad. I'd be like, oh, well, maybe I just, I don't have faith then. Um, And that's not true, like, at all. No, it's not. So I think that's just, like, maybe a manufactured, you know, version of faith of what people think faith is. Yeah, because I think it's used so often in, like, this like success culture talk, you know, where it's like, you got to have faith and you got to, you know, put in the work and all this kind of stuff. And I think we then start to believe that faith is something that's all on us to have and like all on us to then produce the results of what that faith brings. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's true. I was, when we were listening to, uh, graves in the gardens today, I was like, there's a part of the song that I did. I never heard before, even though I've listened to it, you know, 50, 40, 50 times. But he was just like, the God of the mountain is the God of the valley. Right? Mm-hmm. That same God. It's the same God that's in the mountain. It's the same God that's in the valley. And I think some people, like for me, at least, when I first listened to it, I was like, oh, the God of the mountain. Meaning like when I'm the God on the God, when I'm on top, he's still my God. And when I'm in the valley, he's still my God. But I was just like, but what about a mountain is easy? Right? I started thinking about that. I was just like, what about a mountain is easy? Like getting to the top and getting to where you want to go in life. It's going to be a journey. It's a struggle. You got to hike. You got to set up base camp along the way sometimes and kind of wait it out and then keep going and then going and going. Then you finally get to the top. So God being with you, even in those hard times when you're going, when you're, when you're, when you hit that point in your life that you've been looking for and God is still there, even in the valley when you're at your lowest and your lowest and your lowest. And sometimes it feels easy to be in the valley than it does being at the top, right? Like going downhill is easy. Going into the valley is easy, but that your God is still there with you. You know, what's the enemy of that? I'd say I'd rather be in the valley or be climbing a mountain versus just being in the middle. I think being in the middle is when you don't need God. I think coasting is when you don't need God, when you're not climbing and you're not going, you're not hitting the low, 
that's when you're the furthest from God. Well, I mean, it's easy to go to God when you, like, kind of what our pastor was talking about, when you're desperate and you need him. Like, right. you need a miracle. Right. Like, you're sick or you're broke or you're hurting and in right. pain or you're in grief. It's easier to come to him. Like, when tragedy happens, they, t- they say that, like, typically the number of attendance in church increases, like, during times of tragedy. Yep. Um, during times of tragedy, yep. religions usually, like, number one and at the forefront um in a lot of like uh cultures and stuff so anyways back to my point it's easy to come to him in times of trouble but it's also at the same time like you were kind of just bringing up also really easy to come to god when things are amazing you just want to say praise lord like i just got you know i got what i'm looking for like i i hit my what my hit my goal like I'm, uh, I made it to that point that I was looking at. It's easy to also praise him in times of that. But how about in times of like when things aren't going great, but things are also not bad. It's easy for us to forget about them. Yeah. When you're just like, in the I'm, middle. I'm okay. Things are okay. I don't have, when any, you're not you know, climbing and you're not at rock bottom, you're just good. You know what I mean? That's the hardest part. That's the challenge as Christians. Cause I feel, feel like majority of us are there, right? A majority of us are just in the middle. And we're not climbing. We're not. We're not hitting rock bottom. We're just in the middle, and we forget about him, and we we grow far away from him. So, I think the enemy is in, is the middle. But if you can learn to just stay connected with him and be with him while you're in the middle, he'll meet you there. He'll meet you anywhere. He'll meet you at the bottom. He'll meet you at the top. He'll meet you in the middle. But I feel like the hardest part to stay connected with him is in the middle, in my personal opinion. So, I don't know. Maybe we need to get desperate. Maybe we need to get to a point where there's nothing else we can do but ask him for help, right? I'd rather be desperate than be in the middle. You know what I mean? Closer to him, asking him for help, being connected with him versus not. And I've been I've been there for a long time. And I'm tired of being in that and that that area where I see him on Sundays and then that's it. Right. So I don't know. That's something that popped up in my, in my head midway through church. Nice. Yeah. Those are some good points. Yeah. (laughs) There's nothing better than you. But yeah. Anyway. But I just wanted to bring that up, that he is the God of all parts of your life. And when you step into that, I think that's great. And that sometimes you need to push certain people out of your life in those situations in order to make sure that you start on a trajectory that you want to go, that you get out of the middle. Because you're going to have, it's like what Pastor Judd says, you're going to have fans, you're going to have naysayers and hecklers, and then you're going to have coaches. And I think the challenge is, and I think what we should always be praying for and what I'm going to be praying for is knowing the difference between those three. Because sometimes people can be disguised as fans, but they're actually hecklers. Yeah. Like I know that we recently had to remove a lot of people from our life, like, you know, earlier this year, really mainly this year and just cutting off like a whole group of people that we spent five, six years with thinking they were our fans, thinking they were really cheering us on. But in reality, they were holding us back. Right. What, you know, we believe God's calling for right. us was because, 
we didn't feel like it was right in their eyes. And we then started to like, it's easy for us being natural. I think that's why all of us are natural people pleasers because really we were created to please God and to to live for him. And so the easiest way for the devil to kind of like get in between you wanting to please God is like turning that because, you know, like we were talking about many times, the devil cannot create, he he can can only manipulate. manipulate. And so he can't create this new feeling in us. We have this innate already feeling in us to want to please a higher power, God, to want to do better and to serve a higher power, the Lord. It's what we were created for. Right. We were created to praise him and worship right. him. And when we start drifting, the devil can kind of come right in there and just shift that innate feeling that we already have to please a higher power, to serve a higher power and look and shift what that higher power is in your mind to be a person, a man. Mm-hmm. And what, you know, that's how I think we were, we were stuck in, we were stuck in yeah. looking to start pleasing a man and servicing a man and treating another human as if they were higher, greater, better than us. Right. And, um, and we were thinking that the, and we would call these people, our fans, we would call these people that were like, they're on our coaches. They're on our team. They want us to be better. But in reality, it was manipulation, manipulation. And so I think it's a really good, um, yeah, I think it's really good that you mentioned that to just pray on understanding who in your life is, is, is meant to stay and who do you need to really draw up a boundary and maybe just completely remove altogether. You need to tell them to get out and get out of your life. Get out of the room. They are maybe holding up your blessings. And I do feel that I remember struggling with depression for really intensely the past five years, six, seven years. Um, Yeah. And I was like really, really down and there was nothing I could do. And kind of how I was talking about that earlier in, in this episode that I was just, trying to have faith and thinking that I just got to be more positive right. and things are going to be okay. Right. And that just drove me even deeper into depression. And it yep. was because I was around people who were, who were, I don't want to blame them for putting me there, but the environment is just so important and so key that it really just got into my mind and always making me think I was never enough because I was trying to serve a man. Right. You'll never feel enough trying to serve you a man because the man will never complete. feel that. No. He can't fill that hole that only God can fill in your yep. heart. He can't make you, you know, he can't give you the blessings that you're asking for. He can't give you the peace that you're looking for. He can't give right. you the joy that you're seeking. Right. A man can't do that for you. Right. Or woman. And you're just, I'm and just you're, saying man as in and you're, <laughs> and you're searching for it and you're feeling that, man, it's impossible for me to be happy. Yeah. Yeah, it is. In man, in, in, in man's power, mm-hmm. in man's might, and within man's grasp, you need supernatural help. Yeah. <laughs> you need spiritual help. You need help that's beyond this planet in order to feel that joy and to feel that happiness that you're looking for. Yeah. That's what people don't get. And they'll search their entire life looking for it and go through divorce after divorce and relationship after relationship or whatever it may be. It may not even be like looking for that type of love. But you're really just looking for an intimate relationship with someone that knows you beyond you. And you'll never find that on this earth. You just won't. And that's why you have to just put your your priorities together. It's got to be God. Then it's got to be your relationship. And then everything else comes after that. And then you kind of mix it up. Yeah, or even just trying to, like, find purpose, too. Like, we were talking about a lot where it's like you'll try and jump from 
career to career or thinking like this next business move is going to help you feel that purpose and then you do it and you still feel empty. And that's where I think we were at also is just trying to fulfill these goals and ambitions that we had in our life. That weren't even ours. That weren't even ours um, with these like quote unquote business opportunities. Mm -hmm. And it was just really pulling us further back and further away from God because we were trying to fill that hole in our heart of purpose, of fulfillment, of servitude right something super and just the feeling that the feeling that you're just doing the right thing and you're in the right place and you're living out your purpose in life and your god's will in your life i've been searching for that feeling for a long time and today in church i prayed super hard i was just like god forget the money forget the success forget the fame Lengthen my cords, increase my influence so I can increase you. What if, what if you just prayed that and that was your prayer and that's truly was your heart? What would change? Yeah. And some people he's going to bring. too that says all I ask or all I need is you, Jesus. Right. Like your presence is enough and I'm yep. sorry when, you know, I've come, come with into my, the motions with my and agenda. come with my agenda. Yep. Like, I'm sorry for, you know, trying to come to God and say, like, hey, I need this, 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 and this, and this. Right. Thank you. Bye. You know what I mean? If you're my God, you'll bless me. But all you really need <laughs> is, like, Jesus. That's and that, it. that should all be enough. You should have no fear, no doubt, none of that when you truly believe. And I think so many times it's like, okay, then here's the, you know, here's what the objections would be like. One, well, I need food. Like, I need money to live. Like, I need um, a, a place to, to, you know, rest my head at night. And it's like, if you just remember that verse, and I believe it's in Matthew, it's like that, I mean, you don't look at the birds and see, like, they're all taken care of. They never go hungry. And, right. like, you're way more important than the birds. He's like, you don't see these flowers and how beautiful dressed they are uh-huh. and how gorgeous they look. He's like, you're way more important than the flowers to me in my eyes. Right. And if you look around it, you kind of, we were talking about in the nature, and you can see all, like, the, the stuff that he's done already. In like, detail. And you are much more important, important to him than all of that is around you. Yet right. he puts so much detail into that. Imagine the detail he's putting in the love he's putting into your own life. Yep. And so you just got to remember that when it feels like, what all I need is Jesus. Yeah. All you need is Jesus. And I think so oftentimes it's like, it's almost laughable in terms of like, when you are someone who doesn't yet understand the power of God, I, it can sound almost laughable that really all I need is God. God's going to give me the power for all this and that. Sure. No. Yeah. He really will. (laughs) Right. Test it. Test him. Give him a shot. Try it out. We'll see. I've been on a fast and I've learned a lot. Oh, yeah. He, in he that fast. fasting. Well, okay. So he started last Monday, but then he broke it on Friday. So today's now Sunday. Uh-huh. It's been about like two days since he broke the fast. Uh-huh. I think he's going to break it again today. And then I started I it back up. So it's been two days since I've eaten again. Uh-huh. But I've already, I fasted for five days. I broke it. And then now I'm back on, on, this is the second day. I think I'm about to break it again. But what I've learned <laughs> is that Man truly does not need to survive off of bread alone. They say like, I've, I don't know, and I was feeling crazy throughout of it in some points and stuff like that. My mood was, was weird and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I started looking stuff up and doing research. And I'm just like, is it true that I might die if I don't eat? And everything that I was reading online, you should be eating every 24 hours. You should be eating 
you shouldn't, you shouldn't fast for more than a day. You shouldn't fast for more than two days. And I'm like, but I did it though. But I did not eat for five days. Right. Like, and you were fine. And I was fine. Like with energy, like dancing and jumping around. Like there was times where Alani was like, are you sure you didn't eat? And I'm like, yeah. So it's just like, it's true. When you believe and you have that faith and you just understand that he's bigger than science, he's bigger than all of this other stuff that we've been led to believe and that he will work in your life. You'll strange things will happen. If that, if that makes sense. I've, I mean, there's stories where people have, I mean, I think there's like a, a story on Netflix or something like that, where this like 14 year old girl didn't eat for like, I think it, it was like a, a month or something like that, but it was real. based on a true story. Did oh. you know that? And like these nuns came and they tried to figure out like how she was able to do that. But I don't know if it's a scary movie or not, but that just reminded me of Jesus's fast when he went into the forest and he fasted for, you know, a month and oh, a yeah. half. I'm, I've heard stories and from people in my own life who have fasted yeah. for longer than a month and yeah. all this and that. Um, and like the spiritual journey that you will go on yeah. from removing so much of this need in your life. It's like you're, you're killing off the desire in yourself for right. even something as you Trivial. think that you need as right, food, right. You know, um, it's almost like uh, they call it like a dying to self, right. where it's like you kill off all of your fleshly desires. desires. Yeah. Yep. And if you can break something as, sen- as essential as eating, nothing can have control over you. Right. No addiction no stronghold can have control over you because you do essentially need to eat and you find out you don't. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think it's like a mind breaking kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And your brain can just do more than you think. Yeah. And isn't it funny that we refer to in like in the third person, like your brain, like it's not ours. Right. Because it, it almost like we don't have full control over our brain. Right. Interestingly enough, like, you know, it's almost, it's not like with a hand where it's like, right. you look at your hand, you can move each finger right. um, and you can tell it what to do. You know what I mean? Your brain is, you can't tell your brain, you can't what to tell do, your right? brain what to do. You, it's like, you know, for it's example, you have you a thought do, and you're right? like, I don't want to think that it's going to come in your head anyways. Right. And it's mm, almost just I've never like, thought about it that way. um, you did like, they say that you can't, kill your own self from like stopping breathing like your body will like it'll it it'll, won't it won't let it you, won't let you right. um which is crazy you know uh that your brain is is overpowering all of that so it's like the brain is a really cool thing um for some of you guys who don't know i actually studied neuroscience in college for only like a year but i was really intrigued by how the brain worked and how it it's just such an interesting intricate masterpiece really if you think about it like what god created in all of us and how it can do so much with so little of us participating in it in its right right what do you think is stronger though the soul or the brain i haven't really learned much on the soul so i'm not going to speak on that i don't really know anything out of it what do you think is speaking right now then is it your brain or is it your soul or is it the same thing one in the same. I've never thought of that. So I don't know. <laughs> That's what, when you were t- saying that, that made me think about it. It was just like, cause it's true. A lot of the stuff that we do, it's just autopilot. 
-hmm. We don't put any thought into it. We really, a lot of it, we don't have a say. Like how many of these breaths have you taken today where you really had a say into it? Right. It's your subconscious that works. Right. And like they say, we've only tapped into a, you know, small percentage of our brain. I don't remember what it is, but it's a small percentage. So, you know, thinking of that, um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And how much more like control we would have in our life if we realize that we could tap it more into our brain, but we, we, we crowd our brain. We make it focus on trivial things. And so it's thinking about all these trivial stuff instead of like you really tapping in and honing in on like the monks, you know how they can like quote unquote levitate or something like, um, and they go with months without eating and they can go months without eating and they go like a year without speaking. Could Um, you imagine? And the type of things that they're able to do because they're tapping into their brain wild we could go a whole topic on just the brain because they don't have crazy. like instagram and yeah YouTube. like yeah and then what would you do and, with your time there's so much so anyways <laughs> thank you guys for listening psalms 121 verse 1 through 3 i live my eyes up to the mountains where does my help come from my help comes from the lord the maker of heaven and earth we love you guys. Thanks for hanging Thanks out Thanks for with listening. Us.